0: Hi there. You're listening to 26 and Sunny, a podcast to help you buy, sell and live well on Sydney's Northern Beaches. Here are your hosts, Beaches Buyers Agent Nick Freeman and local mortgage broker, Kat Denny.
1: Hello and welcome back to the 26 and Sunny podcast where we bring you local views on property and life on the Northern Beaches. I'm Nick Freeman and today I am joined as always by Kat Denny. Hi Kat.
0: Hello Nick, how are you?
1: Very well thanks, how are you?
0: I'm doing okay, thank you. I am looking forward to our episode today, to sharing that with listeners, as we are interviewing Jill Rafferty from McGrath Coleroy, and we are chatting about Coleroy, the tale of three markets, which is a little bit intriguing. So Jill Rafferty began her career in real estate about 18 years ago when she started a boutique agency in Manly called Insight Prestige Properties. She later went on to set up one of McGrath's first franchised offices at Manly and Monavale and then expanded to Coleroy 12 years ago, where she continues to work to this day. Not only does she sell property in Coleroy, but Jill is also a proud resident of the suburb, which makes her perfectly positioned to chat to us about Coleroy. A long-term resident of the beaches, Jill is a keen advocate of the lifestyle it offers. She has a thorough understanding of the local market, with experience ranging from studio apartments all the way through to prestige waterfront homes valued at over $11 million. Whew! Her successes include many streets and suburb sales records. Nick, I loved chatting with Jill. I thought she had some really great insights to share. And when we started the episode, I was thinking there was three markets in Coleroy, right? Like the Basin, the Plateau, and then the kind of apartment area around the main road. But by the end, Jill had us talking about five different submarkets of Coleroy. Why is that important to understand that diversity if you're looking at buying or selling in the area?
1: As Jill pointed out, I really believe there is five markets in the Colorado Basin. If you start at the, the smallest property, I don't want to say the cheapest property because there's some very expensive apartments, but the, the smallest property in the area, there's sort of the apartment strip, which is sort of along the, the Barron Joey and the Pittwater Roads. And then we head into the Colorado Plateau area, which is, you know, decent sized blocks, but very family orientated little communities, blocks of shops, schools, well family orientated that sort of, you know, are the entry level to the area. That's the Colorado Plateau. If we get up onto the top of the Colorado Plateau, there's a strip along there, which along a road called Edgecliff Boulevard. And those homes command extensive views all the way up to the Central Coast and all the way down to Sydney. They're a portion of Colorado Plateau that's super elite, super expensive. So your entry level around the area for Colorado Plateau might be three, like twos, early threes. You get along that road, it's fives and sixes and eights along that strip so you know there's really almost two tails of Colorado plateau and then you head down into the Colorado itself and you've got the tail again of two collaroids you've got what we like to call the golden triangle which is the wedge of land between Colorado beach and fisherman's bay and pitwater road and that's elite again really really expensive you know six seven eight nine even eight figures, I've heard, for some property in that portion. And then you're on the western side, again, of Pittwater Road, and that's sort of around the $4 million. But they're big, beautiful homes, really sunny and leafy aspects. So that's the right. point. You know, there are there are really different markets and different price points in that area.
0: Yeah, and I guess so if someone's, say, looking at, you know, average prices that they're you – know, if they're doing their research on where to move to the beaches and they're looking at, you know, average prices, they might see it on, on realestate.com or Domain or whatever – They've got to understand, I guess, with Coleroy, if they're looking at it by postcode level, that those averages might be skewed, if you like, by some of those, say, big sales in the Golden Triangle or up on the on the cliff. And, and just to keep that in mind, I guess, when looking at, at pricing and what they might be expecting to pay or, or receive on a sale.
1: Absolutely. And then it's, you know, proximity to the what we always talk about, you know, the, how quiet the street is, whether your main roads, whether you've got level walk access to the beach, whether you're driving down to the beach or you're you're out of catchments for certain schools. So there, there are a lot of different points to consider when you're looking at the suburb of Colorado.
0: Very interesting. Something for everyone in sunny Collaroy, it would seem. I think we should jump into the interview with Jill.
1: Today we have Jill Rafferty, principal and director from McGraw Real Estate Agency in Collaroy. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Yeah, pleasure. Nice to see you, new okay.
0: All right, Jill. We always start our interviews with what we call the fast five. So it's yeah. quick and easy. A few questions, just so we and our listeners can get to know you a little better. That's you ready? Great.
2: Yeah, okay.
0: happy to. Yeah. All right. Now, I think the answer to this question is pretty obvious, but I'll ask it anyway. Insular, peninsula or out-of-towner?
2: Um, Insular, in, 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 in peninsula. But you weren't born well, here. Well, I'm here now, but no, obviously I wasn't here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when but did you'll you leave? learn
2: it. If I talk more, the accent will give it away, I think. That's right. Um, yeah.
1: When did you yeah. land here, Jill? How long have you been over here for? Yeah,
2: okay. Okay. Um, I was Going to give it away, then I was going to say I came over in my early 20s and I've been here for 30 years, but that sort of gives a lot away. But anyway, I've said it now. Um, yeah, I came here in my early 20s as a you know a backpacker and realized that this is God's country and it was pretty beautiful and stayed. So, yeah, 31, nearly 32 years now.
0: All of it on the beaches,
2: all on the beaches, landed in fresh water. To stay with a girlfriend on Freshwater Beach in, I think it was Evans Street, and realised that I was probably not going to be going too much further from there. So it was great. But as you can hear, I've lost my accents over the last thirty years, so I'm pretty much an Aussie now. I think you are Insula and peninsula. We'll let you. Yeah, we'll let so you. Climb we'll, it. I think we'll do that. I don't really know my way over the, the bridge. The bridge. <laughs>
0: All right, what's your favourite beach on the peninsula?
2: I'm going to say Collaroy because I live here now. Freshie was a close second now, but Collaroy. Love it. And your favourite
0: restaurant, cafe, takeaway or pub?
2: Probably all of the above. We've got everything here in Collaroy without sounding like I'm promoting Collaroy. But taste, obviously, next door to us here where my office is. I'm lucky enough looking out the window now straight to the beach. So taste, we've got heaps of cafes and restaurants along here. So we're pretty lucky. So around, yeah.
0: Okay, and where do you
2: go for your coffee? You're going to kill me. Everyone hates me, but I don't drink coffee. But I go next door to taste (laughs) and I get a juice every morning. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Because I want to support our businesses, so I will go
0: and get a juice. But I'm a real cup of tea girl. Sorry. No, don't have to apologise. And what is your like secret tip or the spot that you love that maybe only the locals would know about? If I
2: tell everyone, everyone's going to know. <laughs> um, but it is, yeah, Collaroy Basin is obviously not just you know a sought after area to live, but there's some great little nooks there in beaches where you can go and be pretty private, and the locals tend to go there and hang. And obviously, Nick's nodding, but the surf apparently. If you surf, is all good around there and round there. and But it's a great little spot. It feels private, although you always bump into someone you know who's local and you can have a little chat with, but it's a nice little spot.
0: I love it. Nick, is it good surfing?
1: I'm staying right out of that one, Kat. You know that.
0: <laughs> I tried. <laughs>
1: Jill, you've made the point yourself. You came over here, you started in Freshwater, you landed in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Why, why did you stay in Colorado? What attracts people to Colorado? Why is Collaroy so good?
2: Good question. So I went from, I guess, my real estate career brought me up to But As far as when we were opening some McGrath franchises at the time, we had five offices and Collaroy was going to be our middle office, which was the hub where we all came to from sort of Mona Vale down to Manly and, and, and be here. I sort of settled here then in this office, predominantly selling because I bought a home in the area. It suited me, it suited my children, it suited my lifestyle, and it suited all of us at the time. When we then started selling, I started selling more in this area, predominantly I realized that I was bringing people like myself to the area, you know, families of all different age groups of children. You know, the schools are very good, you're accessible to all the schools, the junior Are they called junior schools? Probably don't call junior schools. The primary Primary schools. schools. (laughs) I would have had two go through them. They were fabulous. And then there was options for... All, all, all the high schools. So I've up. i I've got two girls. So my girls then went to Stella Maris, which was accessible. They could have gone to people or a house. They had the options to go to lots of different schools. So that was really appealing. So then when I started selling houses here, I realized that that was why other people were coming to Coleroy. The Coleroy wasn't a, as far, far away as it was once thought of. Because I started my real estate career in Manly and, you know, no one would go past DY and DY. Why would you even go to DY? You only go to DY when you're buying an apartment. You wouldn't go, you know, and we, our first home was in Cromer and it was like my friends in Manly and Fairlight were, oh no, you live too far. We'll we'll have something at my place this weekend, you know? <laughs> and it was quite funny. And that was when I was in my other career. And then when I went to real estate, I was like, oh, you guys, really? Cromer? Cromer? Narrowina? Narrowina? Narrowbean? It's really not that far. And yeah. then it changed. The dynamics of Collaroy changed. I'm sure you're going to ask me a bit more about that, but that was what brought the families up here.
1: So, Jill, I mean, you've mentioned the sort of the Ring Sisters or the sister suburbs of Collaroy about you know being more or a little further away from the necessarily popular suburbs. Collaroy obviously ticks those boxes. I mean, further opportunities up there. Why would Collaroy be more, I guess, appropriate for a family than back downing towards the other the other? Suburbs that you mentioned, fresh water, and Manly, those places.
2: Look, I think it, it, it's obvious to say that Manly and Freshie become really expensive, um, and the blocks were smaller. And you, you know, value for money were pushing the buyers further, further out. Um, it's what obviously, got us here. We couldn't afford down there at the time we came here, and then when we got here, we realised that we wanted to upgrade and stay, and we've continually done that within this this spot. And that's what drove most most families. You know, the size of the homes. Kilco was very, very popular, still is, and still an amazing suburb. So is Mountie, so is But what brought people to Coleroy where was you were getting a bigger block, genuinely bigger block, um, a, a lot more of an opportunity of a home, easy, still accessible. The buses, the big thing that happened to Collaroy was the B-Line, obviously. You know, the Collaroy, the Justin Hems Open, the pub here, he put a B. He didn't personally put the B-Line right outside the front, but it <laughs> did happen. And that helped, you know, that changed the, everything. The school buses, the Pitwater Road, the accessibility people realised. So they could come up here and for value, for money, they could get a bigger block. And then they could either knock down or rebuild or, or, or be on them. So I think it was value for money at first until they realise that this is, you know, the sneaky little pocket with the perfect beach and the great nippers and the don't get me going. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it has. It's got a great community. And I have to say, I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit here, but for the 12, nearly 13 years I've had this office here and I've been predominantly selling in Coloroy. I move people from street to street. I've met the most amazing families who are beautiful. I bring people in from the eastern suburbs and then I get to know them and all, you know, lower North Shore and I get to know them and their families. And then they'll ring in like five or six years time and say, Jill, you know, we we need something bigger or we want something closer to the beach. And they stay in the area. It, it, it happens time and time again, which is lovely. When people come to Collaroy, they tend to stay in Collaroy.
1: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I mean, for me, Coleroy has three distinct sort of personalities. You've got the units, which sort mm-hmm. of hang around the the Pitwater Road. Mm-hmm. You've got the houses with the big blocks that you talk of, the back of Coleroy and up and on, up onto the plateau. And then you've mm-hmm. got the Golden Triangle, which is sort of that little wedge around between, on the east side of Coloroy out to the, yeah. the Long Reef Golf Club. Coleroy
2: Basin. Yeah, yeah,
1: Coleroy Basin. How have you seen these sort of specific areas evolve individually? I think it's
2: funny. One almost complements and helps the other. How that works, I don't know. But the, the, the Coleroy Basin, I mean, you start with there. That's consistently had this amazing growth, you know. And it is because it's just a small pocket. And it's flat, it's level, it, they're big blocks. Some of them have views, some of them don't have views. But that accessibility to everything, you know, literally, you, you walk out your front door with your golf clubs and you walk up to the Long Reef, a renowned, you know, golf, golf course absolutely beautiful and they just walk there they they literally if they half of them don't drive to the office anymore anyway but if they did they didn't ever need their car once they got home or over the weekend you walk to tennis you walk to golf you walk to your restaurants you walk to the bus to the city if you want to go to the city you know you can get a bus to Manly and then the ferry or you can get a bus straight to Wynyard now in 42 minutes so the world just stopped for them in this in this basin. However, there's not enough houses in the basin mm-hmm. for everybody who wanted to come and live in there. Mm-hmm. And the prices were just doubling, you know, consistently and still do. So then on the other side of the road where you've got, you know, the lovely Alfresco Emporium and all the streets that go from there, the, the Collaroy Valley, as they may want to call it, yeah. is, you know, it's still, it's level. It's just the other side of Pitwood Road. It's as simple as that. And those streets have been great. Nearly all the blocks there are 697 square meter level blocks. They're, mm-hmm. they're prime real estate, right? There's still only an extra, what, 20 steps to get to, to the basin, to the beach, you know, and to, and to everything else that it offers. So when the basin has that strong growth, we've now found that, that's, you know, the side of Pitwater Road has consistently had good growth too. So just said a great sale there on Friday, you know, that shows that, you know we're getting basin prices now on this side of the road, so yeah. it's it's going to consistently grow. Then as you go up the hill, you've got Coleroy, Plateau. So there's there's sort of almost four. There's the basin and then the valley, mm-hmm. and then you go up onto the plateau. And the plateau is really tightly held with lovely lovely young families mm-hmm. because the streets it's a community. Every street they all know each other. They're all you know they're smaller blocks, four to six hundred but the families are all really close. The kids are similar ages. There's great schools up there. There's, there's a couple of different shops and coffee shops up there. People really want to get into the plateau. You know, we've, at the moment, we've got the, the least amount of properties for sale on the plateau in the last sort of 15, 18 years apparently. So, you know, that shows you how tightly held it is, you know, rather than move, they'll renovate or they'll upgrade or they'll grow the size. So that's took in a niche in itself and their prices have been consistent. Yeah, the market's calmer at the moment. It's plateaued out. Well, we've just had such a huge growth. What it's done is gone back to normal. So those families up there, yeah, don't want to go. They don't want to go anywhere. They're five minutes or two-minute walk to the nipper still and they're strong. Then there's the units. The units are, there's not as many units as there is in Narrabeen and obviously DY, but there's a there's a little pocket of units and probably two lots of those too. You've got your, you know, your one and your two bedders and some of your three bedders in in your streets where there's lots of units. And they consistently plot along good investments, rent really, really well, and they come on and they move along. And they're they're a good investment and they are set, you know, they're a nice because they're on a lot of them are all flat and on the level. So you can walk to the beach two minutes. And you've got the, the other pocket of units that are either beachfront or pitwood or road or slightly set back, or, you know, you even like along the avenue there, where you've got the bigger units, the two large, two, two, two-bedders, two, two bathrooms, and, and three-bedders, or beachfront, or views. And they're, they're, they're really expensive now, right? Because what we're finding is our lovely, gorgeous coloroy people that don't want to go anywhere want to downsize and stay in Coloroy and still have that community without having to, you know, sell up their big homes and move completely out of the area. So they're really popular too.
0: Can I asked Jill, something that's always intrigued me is the properties that front the beach there in Collaroy. And there's some that are right on the water. We all saw the footage when there was those huge waves that came in. And I think some residents had a lot of damage and lost swimming pools and whatnot. Has that affected those properties? Are they difficult to sell or are do people are people still really happy to be beachfront? They'll sort of take the risk.
2: It's a good question. It's an interesting question to be honest, because we haven't had many sales of, or, or properties for sale since then. They've stayed. They fought whoever they were fighting against, against council and things to try and get the wall done. And you know, council started the wall. The wall's happening now. A lot of individual properties were already had put a wall in and had since put added to the wall to give them that comfort. The certain ones, there's different pockets. It would have had to have affected their price initially because people would be scared to go there. I think in time, people will see that if the property has been, you know, that there's been walls put in or there's been work done to protect them further, it won't be, it'll be less of an issue. But every waterfront all around the world will always have that, you know, especially with the world changing and the weather, they're always going to have that little bit of doubt, I guess. Depends on your buyer. Yeah. So it's sort of a hard question to ask, has it? We haven't had too much for sale there that looks like it's struggled. The ones that are still selling are getting good prices. And there's some beautiful properties still there with some who, who have added the walls that feel, in you know, in great in a great place still.
1: There's a lot of potential for some of those strips to go through there that haven't. There's still a few little houses there that when someone gets their hands on it, they'll be amazing. Oh, masterpieces. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's always opportunities down there, you know, but they're not good on the owners down there, to be honest. They didn't all suddenly, you know, drop everything and go, oh, my God, we've got to get out of here and sell for next to nothing and just run away. They stayed and said, no, there's a real Sense of community too. They all stuck together and got these walls done. And the walls are fabulous what they've done. Who knows? I'm you know, I'm not a global specialist, sadly. I'm a real estate agent. Um, but you know, who, who knows what will happen, but they do seem pretty protected now. And yeah, there's some bigger, beautiful apartments along there too. That's what we need. Just a else.
0: special spot to have absolute beachfront is pretty rare in Sydney. Yeah, so, yeah. It is. And there's a lot
2: there that are protected in so many ways. You know, not all of them. I think there's a certain little point that got affected more than others. So, Mm. yeah, it's hard to put them all in one category.
0: Jill, we've obviously come out of the pandemic now. Things, feels like a distant memory, but did it have an impact on the Coleroy area um, in terms of, I don't know, buyers or markets? What are you seeing now as things sort of have returned to normal? I
2: think it definitely affected us. It affected us as it affected everybody. You know, um, obviously everyone went into the unknown, And not so much a panic mode, but everyone just stopped and stalled because they didn't know what was going to happen next. Did this mean something on their prices? Did it mean they couldn't sell? Did it mean that? But, you know, once everything settled down and we realized that life goes on and we can still go on and we can still work from home. We've just got to do things different. So we did. We did things differently. We wore masks. We did private inspections. We did one on ones. And I think once we as agents were able to talk to our clients and our, our, you know, buyers and sellers and say, it's okay, we have a plan and this can still happen. We will all come out of this. And I think confidence then give people, okay, well, we'll do, you know, we'd love to come and see it still. A lot of people working from home. A lot of people were at home. People were actually bored. So they started doing, you know, research in real estate, becoming, you know, experts at real estate and what prices should be. And then all of a sudden we started seeing people come out more and more and more. We were doing more one-on-ones and we were getting people through open homes. And then the next week we could do open homes and, the, you know, we, we had to wear the masks and we had to let so many people through at a time. And then all of a sudden there was queues and there was queues down the street. And we were like, OK, lots of people want to come out. And then it just shifted. So, yes, it did change the market. It, it sort of went from quiet to very, very busy towards what we feel as the, you know, coming out at the end.
0: And did you see more buyers from other places coming in? Sort of, there was this whole kind of migration that's happened. You know, a lot of people moved to Queensland or country New South Wales or whatever it might be. Did you see new people contemplating Coleroy as an option? A lot, because
2: what happened through the pandemic was people realised a few things. One, that, you know, life's really important and that they could work from home and they could still earn a living and work from home and spend some quality time with their families. So why not go and live in a lifestyle where, you know, they could work crazy hours, but when they stop, they can nip over for a swim or they can take the kids out or they can drop them at school and pick them up. So it completely changed. We've seen a lot of out-of-area buyers coming to buy in Coloroid for the lifestyle.
1: So, yeah. Jill, I mean, we've mentioned the different personalities of Colorado in the area, and we've touched briefly on Coloroid Plateau. Can you explain to me a little bit more about, obviously, Colorado Plateau was sort of the, the ugly sister for a while and now with affordability big, becoming a big issue on the beaches, people have, you know, that, that area seen a real spike in popularity and I guess price.
2: Yeah, it's not hard to get excited about Colorado Plateau now living up there myself too, but it is such a great community. It's almost like each little street's got its own little community. You know, everyone, the kids of all different ages have all grown up together or with each other and they don't want to move out the area, they want to stay in the area. What we forget about up there is it, it, it's big enough without being too big. You know, you, you've got almost your grid of streets and they've got space. The blocks, although are not big, they're getting nice homes on the blocks. Yeah. So there's not many unrenovated now or not many that are doing a knockdown rebuild or renovating. You've got the park right in the middle. So you've got the soccer happening there and the football and the, The kids are all playing. You've got schools. You've got three, four schools up there, kindies, doctors, vets, two or three lots of little shops, cafe areas, you know, That's a really good community. That's walkie dog, walk out. You've got plenty to walk and see. And then around the edges of the plateau, you've got the view. You've got one of the Mm. best views on the Northern beaches up there. You know, so the properties up there range in anything from six to 10 or plus Mm. up there with views. And then you've got the hub in the middle, you know, so it's quite unique. There's not, there wouldn't be many that is as flat and as even and as easy accessible to everything. And then still have all the big luxury ones all around the edge of it, you know, and and in walking distance still to the beach.
0: Those views are spectacular. I'll never forget the first time I drove up there and you just, you can see the entire beaches from up there. It is yeah, you
2: sit on Edge Boulevard, right, and you can see the Central Coast and you yeah. see them from Manly to the Central Coast. They're pretty special up there. So they're sought after, you know, that that those spots alone again you know you talk about the colorway basin and then you've got the valley who are getting the great prices now you've got edgecliff boulevard and some of fuller street and some you know tipping down there then into narrowbeen they're pretty amazing so then to to have something in the middle it's there is you're quite right actually colorway's probably got five different you know or six different demographics in it but um that's why it's probably become very popular because there's a wide variety of buyers that can come to Colorado
0: right now. So Jill, we'd like to finish the episode with our 26 and Sunny question. So 26 and Sunny is a pretty perfect day by any standard. How would you describe your perfect day on the beaches? What would it look like?
2: Um, starting really early with a run around Collaroy obviously so everyone's saying hello to the locals stopping and having a coffee possibly or a cup of tea on the <laughs> way home and then yeah I mean I love my work so I'm not going to say I don't it wouldn't be a day at work but I still like to fit a bit of work in yeah and, and being out with friends late lunches have to be one of my favorite things those who know me know I like a late lunch and there's plenty of places to go so it's, it's it would that would be my perfect day being able to squeeze in run in the morning, spending time with my family
0: and then maybe a late lunch or dinner with friends. There you go. I'm a fan of the late lunch too. Maybe we're just going to have to head on on to the Coleroy together. Do this next one at the Coleroy. Why not? It has been a pleasure talking to you, Jill. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure.
1: Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. So, Kat, the real question today is whether I will be allowed at the girls' lunch at the Coleroy this afternoon. (laughs) Uh,
0: Maybe. (laughs) Can I say... Yes, of course. You will, of course, of course. We'd love to have you along. It's a good spot down there. Justin Hems has done a good job. That he has. (laughs) Now, if you want to get in touch with Jill, you can check out the show notes where you'll have links to her details and there is a link to the blog interview with her. Until next week, bye for now. Oh, and before you go, we can't forget to remind you of the boring but important stuff. Everything discussed on the 26 and Sunny podcast is general in nature and does not take into account your personal objectives, financial situation, or needs. It does not constitute legal, tax, financial, or real estate advice, and you should always seek professional advice in relation to your individual circumstances. Catherine Denny is an Authorised Credit Representative, number 528214, under Connective Credit Services, ACL, number 389328. Nick Freeman is a licensed real estate agent number 20357093 and a licensed builder number 362307C. Thanks for listening to 26 and Sunny. For more info, head to 26andsunny.net.au where you'll find show notes and handy links. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Facebook
1: for updates and the latest episodes.